Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 124. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brayton Oski. I'm Devin Dury. And I'm Luis Gonzalez, and I'm back. And I'm Luis back. is back after like back. a while. Welcome back, Luis. Welcome back, Luis. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. Been many a little mimosas that you've had, had today. Some, oh, oh, my God. So many mimosas. I'm, we're like two hours into recording, and I'm basically dead <laughs> that's it Devin. we've got a pretty jam-packed episode don't we we do it's a full episode this week with games that we have played including injustice 2 players unknown a uh, player unknowns battlegrounds as well as some news coming out uh for the week which includes two releases uh one three releases three releases excuse me rhyme ultra street fighter 2 and star trek bridge crew including some daily gaming news that we are bringing to you we talk about the big destiny reveal a little bit of news from nintendo in regards to zelda and mobile gaming the htc vive finally goes wireless some stuff about harvest moon headed to the pc and overwatch reaches its anniversary game of the year edition and then finally with our big discussion this week e3 right around the corner so what we're going to be doing for you is we're breaking down everything that we're going to expect to see our anticipations and this episode specifically because there's so much at e3 we are talking about uh sony and bethesda that's going to be this discussion topic for today so with that brett please cue the music because we have a lot to talk about yeah let's do it do it do it do it do it now do it do it do it do it do it welcome to It is May 23rd, 2017. Welcome, everybody, back to the Inner Gamer Podcast. Remember, if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. Head over to theinnergamer.net and click Donate to Contribute. Now, on to the games. And this on week, to the games. we have Injustice 2. Yeah. We we played Injustice 2. The fighter game the fighter of the game. century. No, well, I don't know. Of the, the century? century? That's, that's, that's a bold statement. Dude, <laughs> let's... Oh, man, some superheroes, man. So Injustice 2 is finally here. Yes. There's going to be a lot of fighters coming out this year. It's insane how yeah. much is coming. It's a ton of fighters this year alone, and you know, there's a big lineup, a lot of people having to compete with one another, and Injustice 2 is a big contender. Did you know this is the same company that's been doing Mortal Kombat since the very beginning, Mortal Kombat? <laughs> like, th- this, their, their team hasn't changed. Like, it's it's always been them. Just the same motherfuckers in that. And just, just, can you imagine? Just like, here you have this game. You have two characters on the screen, and you've just been making a new one for the last, like, 20-some years. It's That's crazy. That's awesome, though. It's pretty impressive that they can, they oh, can yeah. stay around that long. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Injustice 2 came out, and Injustice 2 is the sequel to the first Injustice, in which it is set in the DC universe of characters. And this game comes with a lot of enhancements to the first one. It has a full-length story with cinematics. Um, I don't read the comics, but Devin, as I was talking to him about the cinematic story that I played a little bit of, said it's basically, it sounds like it's the comics. It's a, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played through the entire story uh, but I have read the Injustice comics, which is fantastic. Uh, I, highly, I highly suggest for anyone who reads them. So uh, I'm glad that this is getting a video game adaptation in a way. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. And it looks really good. I mean, it's. I mean, you go, you start out, you play Batman, and you, you and Superman are in a fight, like 
the Joker's dead, and it's like, all right, Batman doesn't want to kill people because just because they've murdered a hundred people. His rule, like, it's his rule. Shit. Yeah, I know, and um, it's just it's a good conflict right at the beginning. There's a lot of cinematics, and then you jump into a fight with like every big character. I mean, within five minutes, you fight Robin, you fight, uh, you fight Wonder Woman, you fight Scarecrow, like you just go through the ranks really fast and it's, it's a very cool cinematic storytelling experience. Um, but in addition to that, they also added this customization system, which if you look way back at previous podcasts, we've talked about whether or not this will be a good thing. And now that I've actually played it, I'm confident to say that I think it is a good thing. So um, wait, what about the customization system is different? Like, does it, do you get to create your own hero? Like, do you kind of select a certain superpower and then build upon that in terms of like your looks and other small special type things? Or what exactly does the customization mean? Yeah. So it used to be like you would have a character and you could pick from a series of skins essentially. And that would be the the goal of it. And then you'd have your move sets that were like standard for your character and they would never change. And in this one, what they've added is as each character has its own leveling system. So you have a global level that is for your player, your actual like um, your global leveling setup. And then each individual character has its own level. So if you have your favorite characters, you'll be leveling the leveling those up a lot faster. And as you level them, you unlock basically these loot box kind of things like an overwatch. And when you unlock those loot boxes, you get um, gear, whether it be belts, helmets, uh, boots, things like that. And those add ability bonuses to your character so it makes your character stronger over time so um each one is dependent it's just like when you get loot in like diablo or in wow or something like that you get all your gear sets and stuff you can apply those to your characters to make them stronger and better in the fight um and there's a lot of stuff that you unlock like i i played four or five hours of the game and i got stuff for six different characters um, some of them are level 20, so I have to wait till I get to level 20 to actually utilize that stuff. But then I got some stuff that's like level two, level three, lower level stuff that I can apply and improve my strength or improve my agility on that character. So it helps in your multiplayer game and it also helps in your online game. But if you're playing against somebody that has much lower level gear, it's going to have some kind of system in place that will level that playing field out so it's not like it's going to be a total destruction on one side. Right. Well, and it, it makes sense from a standpoint if one thing I love about playing these these certain heroes is now you get to... You don't have to worry about one specific character having just one niche. He's not just, oh, this is the slow, clunky character or Batman's just a tech-heavy style fighter. No, you can now say, oh, now he's... You know he's got tech. He's he's technically uh, savvy, but he's also got some cool gear on him that makes his agility up like crazy. So he's much faster on the uh, in a fight now. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it, it, it adds a different dynamic to your your standard fighters. And it, I mean, from what I played so far, man, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I like that. It's 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 neat. It's, I mean, it's a neat system, and I mean, it makes for a lot of replayability because I can tell already just the the bit I played that there's there's a lot of stuff to unlock in this game, and it's I mean, 
it's it's going to hook you for a long time if you like those types of fighting games. So um, they've really expanded the fighting mechanics too because it used to be you'd have you'd have your basic combo moves and you'd have more advanced combo moves if you like strung different combos together. Yeah. Now they have these character powers that they've added that um, Harley Quinn, for example, has like dogs that she can bring in and then you can use a combo on those dogs to send them an attack the enemy as well as doing your own combos with your own character so every character has its character power that it can use to fight there's all kinds of new blocking mechanics with you can like block and then do some other moves to follow back with a stronger combo based on that block um as you you know level up your super bar you have more advanced stronger versions of combos if you use one of your super bar levels there's like four or five tiers and if you uh press the button and then do a combo and then press that button to follow up it'll like do a stronger combo attack and knock down their damage a lot more um so there's a there's a lot more fighting mechanics that they've expanded upon that makes it really really challenging i had a lot of fun with the the green arrow getting to swap out all the different types of arrows that you could put out there the standard one or the shock one and like I can I can see that being used in so many different ways. Yeah, I was so pissed when you pulled that pulled that out because I forgot that I was playing Robin and I mean he's got this sword and he's super fast and really agile, he's jumping all over the I, stage. I can't do any long range stuff. So like I shot him out of the air like he's four times. These, he's just like swinging arrows at me, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, pissed was, me off. It was a lot of fun kicking Brett's ass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh i mean there, there's a ton of new characters that they brought to this game i mean you used to have they took out some of the characters that i really liked i miss batgirl i love batgirl she was so good um but they brought in some new ones you have supergirl now you have uh this blue beetle you have um dr fates um there's there's just a ton of new characters that they didn't have before and then of course you have your superman you have your batman and stuff like that uh harley quinn's there they have the joker which is the the suicide squad version yeah. of the joker yeah 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 but um his move set's cool i just yeah. don't like the model that they chose for that i one. i agree yeah um but like I said, I mean, you can you can unlock skins and stuff to make them look different. So hopefully they have some later on that are like way way better, right? Um, as you play through the game. But there's um there's a story. There's the online mode. There's uh, verses together in the same screen thing. There's this m- thing called the m- multiverse where you can like carry out challenges in this massive world. And I haven't played that yet, but it, it looks like that's a whole nother component that's really complicated and awesome the visuals are great i mean it looks looks, really good the game looks fantastic as well it's i mean there's there's not a lot of bad things to say about it um a few things yeah i mean the the only thing a few gripes yeah the only thing i didn't like was that i wish there was a little more variety in the specials because like once you've gone through all the characters and used like their ultra special you once you've seen it it's like okay now i gotta wait for this animation to be done i'm really excited that i'm gonna like do a lot of damage, but then yeah, I've seen this animation shit ton of your life 15 down. times already. So that gets repetitive really fast. But um, the other than that, I mean, there wasn't a lot to gripe about. It's a dig for sure. I mean, oh, absolutely. I think it's, yeah. I think it's worth it. It's an exciting new fighting game. It's done a lot of updates from the first one. So I'm pretty happy with it. I'm going to be playing it for a while. Is it at least a little bit easier to pick up than the first one? So absolutely. I tried to pick up, yeah, I tried to pick up the first one and I just... One, I wasn't huge into the DC universe to begin with. 
And how dare me, you? It just seemed like there were so many technical things to be considered. I mean, I played Mortal Kombat X, and yeah. I just knew Mortal Kombat and like the typical tom- combos that you'd have to go through to sort of get to a point where you were at least decent enough to continue. But is it at least easier to pick up? Oh, it's absolutely easier. The the combos have been uh, simplified in a way uh, for each character to have you know your standard roll forward attack, roll back strong attack. Everyone has a version of that, and each character has a couple of unique move sets, which is cool. But I mean, for the most part, it's I don't want to say it's button masher, but it, it is definitely simpler for people to get up and and you know, play this wide range of characters in such a diverse fighting game. Yeah. So it's then a dig for everyone then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I okay. totally get it. Yeah. You should, you should get it. And then you'll probably actually no, you shouldn't get it. Cause you'll probably kick my ass by the time you have like played it a week and it'll be really bad, but <laughs> I, I like it a lot. I mean, it's, it's a really good game. So definitely a dig, but yeah. Um, I hate to keep talking, but I have another game that I played. Oh, good. Brett's going to talk more. <laughs> so I've watched a lot of this game. I don't own a PC, so it's unfortunate that I can't play this. Early access, but still super successful game. It is a mix of H1Z1 and like Arma 3, which are these weird survival-based shooters. And the newest one, the best one, has just come out, and it's everywhere. Literally Everywhere you can find it on Twitter, you can find it on Kotaku, IGN, GameSpot. Everyone's talking about it, and Brett finally got to play it. It's blown up yeah, Twitch, exactly. Um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is a PC early access game, and it is what is called a new genre called Battle Royale. In which, think Hunger Games. You have a hundred people. They're dropped into a world, and they have to fight to the death. And this, the way this game works, is you start out. You're up in a cargo plane. Uh, I was playing all squad-based gameplay. So you can either do free-for-all, where it's one versus 100, one versus 99, because there's 100 total players, or you can do squad-based, where you team up with up to four players, and everybody in the game has a squad of some kind. If you don't have a full four-man squad, they they queue you up with somebody and they have voice chat in the game so you can play with them. So you start out in this little lobby area, which 100 people spawn in. It's super buggy. You have 100 people dancing around. Some of them are like wearing their underwear because they think they're cool wearing their underwear in the low lobby loading area. And uh, once everybody queues in and stuff, you jump into the game. And as your four-man squad, you're up in a cargo plane and you come in from a certain direction of the map. You don't know which side you're going to come from, but you as a squad has to decide where you're going to drop at. So you can pull up your map. You can drop little map markers on there to say like, okay, we're going to drop on this LZ. And once you choose that landing zone, everybody gets out of the airplane. They fall down. They like move their character to get them to where they want to go. Once you get to a certain amount of distance from the ground, the parachute pops out, you land, and it's you against the world and you have nothing on your person except for your clothes on your back. And if you opted like my squad did, we were running around in our, like that we had pants on, but we had no shirt, no shoes, nothing. We were just like the shirtless squad and that's what we were doing because we were stupid and it was hilarious. But were you trying to be like the volleyball team from Top Gun? Dude, yes. That's but so better, dumb. But better. But... um. <laughs> But man, like th- this game is, is crazy. So every experience is completely different. So, the, But there is a slight loop to it. So when you jump in, you need to find stuff. So you go to the nearest town, and you don't want to hit the big towns unless you want to be a 
ballsy dude and probably die because if you hit the big towns like there's tons of loot there but everybody's going to spawn there so you don't want to spawn there so you drop into like a small city you have to find bandages you have to find uh, armor you have to find helmets you have to find weapons you have to find ammo for those weapons because every every weapon you pick up usually won't have ammo in it it may have five five rounds but that's about it so you have to find ammunition to supply your guns and all that so it's that's the survival aspect to it and uh, as you run around, you take damage. Uh, you might lose stamina, so you have to drink energy drinks to fill up your stamina bar. And then as you play through the game, what ends up happening is in order to kind of confine the battle space and make it more challenging as time goes on, a ticker will pop up. And then this circle, there's this blue circle that forms and then a white circle that's inside of that circle. And basically, you have to get inside that white circle before the time runs out. And if you're out in that blue circle zone, you're going to start losing health slowly. Really? Yes. So it like forces you to converge onto this one location because it assumes that as time goes on, more and more people are going to die. So it makes the play space smaller to the point where once you get down to like five or ten people, you're in a little circle that's like the size of a Call of Duty map. And you're fighting to the death until there's like one person left. And man, like this, this, there's just so much chaos and intensity that comes out of this game. It sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, it's like one time we, we spawned in on this like airfield and we were like, oh, this is cool. We'll find some stuff in here. My friend runs into this building and he runs into an enemy like right at the beginning. He doesn't have any weapons on him. And this guy does some kind of like Superman punch and hits him in the face and knocks him out. And I was like, Shit, that's our like squad leader. He's oh, dead gosh. already. We just started. It, it was it was terrible. And then there is this one moment which will if you guys go to our website, theinnergamer.net slash read, I'm releasing a series of articles about experiences that I had in the game. So I'll tell you a little brief period about what happened in that game. And that I was up in this house, we saw this squad out in this field, and we we're like, oh shit, like we can take these guys out. There's three of us. There's three of them. We have the upper hand because we have the higher ground. So we start moving in. So I'm over on the side and uh, I'm up in a building and I see him out there. I'm scouting for my friend who's slowly moving through the ground to get to them and take them out. So he gets up there. It takes out two or three of them. And then all of a sudden I hear cars outside and I get on my comms. I'm like, guys, we, we got, we got trouble coming. And there's one car that rolls in, they go up the hill and then another car pulls up and stops right outside of my building. And I'm by myself. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, this is so scary. And they, it's just a firefight ensues. And I go down. My other friends are, like, going back and forth fighting these guys. I mean, it's like a 16-man shootout at this point because other people showed up. Turns out we were at the center of the circle when it got down to the smallest point. And we didn't realize it because we were so focused on that one squad. And oh my gosh, it you were paying just attention to your surroundings. Insane. Well, because I was, I was, but not my map. Mm. It was bad, man. It mm. was bad. So yeah, what questions do you guys have? This, not much. I mean, I like I said, I watch a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know what it's like to be in like a group of two or a group of three or a group of one, and there's a different dynamic to each one, especially like at a squad level. Because if your squad dies, like there's a a level of people who are like, all right, my squad's dead. I'm just going to die too. Like, right. I don't want to play if my squad's not alive. Which is one level to play it. But in a squad, like, you're always guaranteed at least three or four people in any firefight. When you're playing by yourself, it's literally you just against the world. And I've seen 
some of the best players in player unknowns battlegrounds just shooting at other people and just being very good at that and yeah kind yeah. of prioritizing like you don't really need to get kills like getting kills doesn't mean anything if it's not really just keeping you alive like you could like i've seen many many people play this game and win with just one kill because they got to the end and it was just them versus somebody else and they had so much ammo and so much gear that they were able to just outsmart the other person because they threw a smoke and then walked around them and then just shot them in the back of the head which yeah. i think is really really cool in a game like this or really any game yeah because you create the like there's no meta like there's no like obviously you want to get the best gear you can but there's no tried and true way of winning you could win on any part of the map depending on where everybody is i mean you can you could really you could literally cool. sit there inside of a house with like a six bolt crossbow and just wait and can't like this is a game where it's okay to camp like you can sit there and camp forever until the circle condenses on you and then somebody comes in the room, you pop them with a crossbow because you're ready for them to come in the door and you win. And it's like you just sat there and just waited until it was over. I mean, you can do that. Or if you want the more exciting route, you go around and scavenge and stuff. And there's vehicles everywhere. So you can jump in. They have like four person vehicles. They have two person buggies. And every vehicle has a different, some of them are really slow. Some of them are fast, but you're completely exposed. So somebody gets like a good sniper shot off on you. Like you could be dead as you're driving down the road. Um, And it's, but you never know where anybody is some of the times because I mean, you could just be cruising down the road and then somebody has a 10 X scope way in the distance and just sitting there camping, waiting for somebody to come by and they have a good shot. They just pop you and you're dead. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, holy shit crazy yeah this game is like extremely stressful but also really really cool and rewarding yeah i've heard if you can win one out of every 10 games you're good like you're solid yeah and by win one out of every 10 games i mean like you're in the top 10 one out of every 10 games it's one of of the things like you have to be in the one percent literally to win this game yeah but at the same time like even if you don't win every time like you learn from every single mistake you make and there's different types of servers and all those kinds of things but it just seems so so. It seems stressful. Cool. It's so different. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's very definitely stressful. the biggest part of it. It's very stressful, and um, I mean, in terms of negatives, like it's early access, so there's some buggy mo- motions to it. You always want to use single shot in this game for the most part, unless like somebody's like really close to you, because like even doing burst fire, like the game has some bugs, so like your shot might miss. But if you do single shot, like you can like figure out where where to place that shot in order to hit. And when you hit, you see blood. There's like a little blood splatter that comes out from their body if they're like way in the distance. So you can tell if you got a hit on them or not. And your people around you can tell too. And they also have like, what's kind of cool is they have a compass rose at the top and they have north, south, east, and west as you move your character. They also have a more specific I think they're called headings or something like that but they have like the numbers so you can say oh i have there's a guy at 240 so like that's 240 compass rose direction that way so you can use that to tell your squad where people are in the world as you're playing which i think is really cool um and i mean a tutorial would be nice but i jumped in with friends and i learned pretty quickly because otherwise i was going to die and the, funnily enough, the first death I had was friendly fire from a friend of mine because <laughs> it was like a smoke-filled room and he just like started blindly firing at these bad guys and then he popped me in the, in the 
arm. And when you get hit once, you're down, like you drop. You're not dead, but you go down. And if the enemy knows that you went down, they come up there and just like lay waste to you because you're crawling at that point. And they just like put a couple of shots in you. But you do have the potential for your friend to come up and revive you if they want to. So, or if they can get to you. So, um, it's a dig. It's fun. I'd say it's worth it. If you have a PC and you have friends to play with, pick it up because it's, it's a blast. So. I, I, I have enough stress from other games that I play. <laughs> I don't know if I want to subject myself to that. I mean, come on. It can't be as bad as Dark Souls. Like, Dark Souls is stressful as, nah, as shit. Nah. Yeah, but at least with Dark Souls, you if you've played it enough, you know what's coming. Yeah, in well, this game, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, like, that literally and also every corner, like, like you have point, to hug every point. tree, you have to hug every corner. Yeah, you have to, like you can't even drive and be okay. Like normally, <laughs> if I'm driving in any situation, I'm like I could do anything I want in this car because no one's going to know what the fuck I'm doing. In this game, no, you can't. Like if you're driving, you are a target, a moving target, and people just shoot at you, and it's scary. Yeah, super scary. I don't know. I just I want to play it, but I'm also super scared because, as you all know, I'm super competitive and I don't want to be I think, that one. I think you would probably like lose a lot of your life if you played this game because you yeah. just want to keep getting better and better as time goes on, and you probably get really, really good at it. And I would be afraid to play with you. I want you on my team. Is the way it would come. It was what it would come down to. Yeah, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of dude who wants to uh, direct people where to go yeah. in a good way. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't I, when you when you get the winner winner chicken dinner. I want to, I want the chicken dinner. I really bad. I really oh, bad. I want the dude, chicken dinner. That's oh, so good. Um, What's happening? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But anyway, so Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's really cool. Make sure you go check out my article that I wrote. It's called Enter the Battlegrounds. Part one is out right now. Part two will be out actually right after you listen to this podcast. So be sure and keep your eye out on that. And hmm. one last game to talk about before we quit. I'm going to just oh, get this guess. out You're there. You're going to talk about another game? I am because okay. I haven't. I've been putting this off for like four yeah, weeks. You, I'm you, just gonna get it over you, with. We, you said done. you're gonna talk about it on the next cast, like three casts ago. Yes. So remember when I talked about Little Inferno? Yeah. Um, a long time ago. Yeah, I was really excited about that game. Have you guys played World of Goo? I've jumped into that at all? No. No. Louise, did you play World of Goo? No. But Dude, I took uh, a poo before this. I mean, that's good. That's good. It's an <laughs> important part of your day. Well, um, so this hmm. is from the same people. This game is called Human Resource Machine. It's from the Tor- Tomorrow Corporation. They did Little Inferno. They did World of Goo. World of Goo is what they're most known for, but this is a game that came out several years ago, and then it was released on the Switch. And it's exclusively touchscreen on the Switch. So you don't use your Joy-Cons or anything. You just use the touchscreen component of the Switch, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and what this game is, is it's literally a series of levels where you're learning how to essentially do programming. Huh? Yeah. You're learning how to program in the simplest way possible. And I did not know that this is what this game was, but you are a person that your job is to figure out how to create a program that makes your little worker do the tasks that you want him to do in the most efficient way possible. So you have a boss that is sitting at the top right of the screen that's telling you like, hey, you need to do this because the powers that be want you to do this. And then you have to take your little worker and tell him how to do his job by creating, taking these little like pieces of paper and saying like, I want him to go to the inbox, uh, pull something from the inbox, put it here, multiply it by this number and then create these series of numbers and then output them in the outbox and programmatically 
set up some kind of way to get him to accomplish this task. And that's that's literally the game. You just go through and build programs. And eventually you get add abilities, you get multi- multiplication, you get loops where you can like loop through the process and like you do all this and then you jump back and then start over again. Louise, you're shaking your head. No, I'm shaking my head because <laughs> this sounds exactly like what Java is. Like this is exactly yeah. how you code in normal things yeah. like if and or loop yeah. or for or random little things like that. And this type of game would be something that I could get myself into forever assuming that there's forever levels as in an infinite number of levels and there's but not that's you, that's the that's the thing yeah. there is an end game to it but okay. i just i find it fascinating like this is a good game for i think like kids could jump into this play this game and granted there's some dark humor just like mm-hmm. every tomorrow corporation game it has that may not be good for kids it's basically telling you how to be like a busy little worker that's just like a slave to society but this is an interesting way to get them to learn programming concepts without saying, oh, type out the for loop and your parentheses and your semicolons and all this stuff, like these I understood none things, of that. You know? Yeah, I know, right? Um, so it'd be a good way to get people to understand the basic concepts of programming. Um, and it's challenging. It's, it's really challenging. But with that said, I consider it a ditch because unless you want to learn how to program or have interest in programming, um, I don't think it would be for you. So... Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, it that's seems like a pretty straightforward thing. game in that sense. It is like very if straightforward. You, if you don't, it, it, for all intents and purposes, like these Tomorrow Corporation games are all puzzlers. So if you're not in the mood to yep. be in a puzzle scheme, if you'll call it that, think about when we played The Witness for a little bit. I couldn't play the. I mean, I beat The Witness eventually, but right. I can't sit down and play 40 hours of a puzzle game yeah that's just too much for my body like it's just way too much and although this probably is like a three to four hour game i'm not sure if you beat it no i never beat beat i got it? about halfway through it okay and then i was okay. just like I, I mean i get the ideas and it's just getting harder mm-hmm. and harder but i didn't want to the story wasn't gripping enough like little inferno had yeah where i wanted to keep going um that said like how much is it like is it like 20 bucks or something i think it was like 10 okay yeah so, so for it 10 bucks i mean it's cheap. more of like a if you're calling it a ditch, ten bucks could probably be spent somewhere else. Yeah, more productive or at least more akin to what people might be waiting for when Little do, Nightmares goes on sale. Yeah, yep, that's true. Yeah, or get yourself there's some. A, there's Metal a whole Slug lot of 3. stuff coming out for the Switch, but uh, yeah, God, dude, these Tomorrow Corporation games, man, these indie games on the Switch are just balling right now. I I'm love so it. excited for I more that are coming out. Yeah, and then Owlboy was just announced, which I don't oh, think is shit. on our agenda. Seriously? Yeah, Owlboy's going to come oh, out on the Switch, so that's going to happen. Son. But, that's Brett, good. You played a lot of games this week. I'm very proud of you, man. Thank you. Yeah, very, very I've proud. been I've been doing a lot. At every little moment I can fit it in a game, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm just going to make it happen. I also... Okay, so I haven't revealed this yet, but I'm going to reveal it now. <gasps> I, I bought... <laughs> I sold a bunch of games last week and I bought Prey and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare in addition to Injustice 2 and all of that cost me like 80 bucks for those three games. So I was like, this is worth it. I got three games for the price of like one and a half. And uh, yeah, so I'll be talking about those in the future too, which we've already talked a lot about Prey, but I'll at least be like, hey, this is cool or not cool once I get to it. So yeah. Okay. The end. Shall we close out, move on to some gaming news? Anybody else got anything else? Uh, only other thing I'd say is that it wasn't even worth really reviewing, but I played Gianna's Sister's Twisted Dreams for Xbox One. Just the oh, free yeah? download. Yeah. How was, was it? Was it a ditch? ditch? 
ditch. Oh, just immediate ditch. That's what I was kind of worried about. I, I was going to download that, and I was like, ah, don't just skip it. Good. Just skip it. Okay. Good to know. At least it was free. <laughs> and yeah. I got I got my money's worth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I played the Prey demo, and oh, I know yeah. Charlie was really high on it. I'm, I'm, I, I gave it a delay. Oh, me. really? Yeah. It took me, I, I played for 45 minutes in that first hour, like the demo. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't grip me. At least Dude, as well as Dishonored did. That's like, there crazy. wasn't enough story beats going okay. on for me to uh, keep me want to go. Like, I, I understood the mystery of it all, but it wasn't enough to keep me going because it was this weird trope that I've seen in so many sci fi movies okay. in my entire life. So I just wasn't really engrossed by it. But I think it was somewhat smooth, but the enemy variety that I saw in an hour didn't really put me in a position to want to continue going. That said, I played a lot of Rocket League too, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we have some gaming news oh and a lot of it God. too. Lots of video yeah. game releases. We're coming up on those summer months where the nothing's coming out. But summer slog. We've got three games that we can talk about in Sweet. just a few seconds here. All right, so yeah. we're going to take a break. Stay and tuned. Come back with our gaming news. Gaming news. From around the world. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are going to be uh, here at our game section. Not the game section. I'm gaming news. news. Gaming news. Gaming news. And game uh, releases. Before Gosh, we... you're terrible at this. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, David Blaine. Uh, David but Blaine. before we get to, uh, before oh we get God, to our David uh, Blaine cheese it. <laughs> quit putting things in my pockets. Uh, before we get to the actual gaming news itself, we have the new releases coming up for the next week, and on May 26th, we have. Two titles, one of which is Rhyme, and the other is Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, and that's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. Now, Rhyme is going to be on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, Luis, you and I played this one at PAX South. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to spit this out now, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and give my two cents. Devin, you have your own. It's a mix of Journey and Firewatch, that's what I would say. It's like a, it's a weird experiential puzzle game. I mean, the, the actual blurb on the PlayStation blog is, Atlantic Discovery stretches out before you. Explore the beautiful, rugged world of rhyme. Armed with your wits and a will to overcome, you must explore the enigmatic island. Reach the tower's peak and unlock its closely guarded secrets. Basically, it's a puzzle game. It's a walking simulator with beautiful, gorgeous worlds that look like Journey and Firewatch. And it plays really nicely. It says PS4, Xbox One, PC on the 26th. It's going to come out to the Switch eventually. I think it was pretty invoking. I liked the way that they did puzzles. There was no direction. There was no pointing you in any particular you know, side of the map. You just kind of went around and picked up certain items to get you to certain places. There was a lot of musical tones and environmental cues that I think aren't in any other puzzle games, or they are in other puzzle games, but aren't you know, expressly shown in other puzzle games. But it's not anything, you know, particularly different, but it is very cool. It's, uh, there's got some, there's some Zelda elements in there as well. Devin, I know you played it as well with me over at PAX South. Yep. And I, I'd say that just for, uh, for me, it was a much more gripping intro. Like I felt, uh, Maybe it was the fact of where we were sitting, and maybe it was just the aesthetics that were around us. But I, I, I'm very excited for Rhyme because this, as you said, being very much like Journey, 
uh, which I just, I engorged that game hardcore. So when I got my hands on this, I was immediately in love. And we didn't get to have a whole lot. It was a very short demo, but from what I got, I I knew immediately I'm going to be getting this just because the color scheme was very beautiful. The environment was... uh, like the landscape was just very breathtaking, very grease. Reminds me very much of Greece. Right, right. So I don't know what the story is full on, but I want it and I want to play yeah, it back. I, I feel like it's one of those stories that's that's very entrenched in a single idea. And through that single idea, there's other smaller things that kind of latch onto it. Right. It's not a necessarily Story beat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's more of a this is the entire idea around it. Yeah. And then there's supporting ideas in terms of like this puzzles you solve and the creatures you meet or the people you meet or you know, various different things that kind of point in the same direction as this central theme. So I'm not sure what the central theme is, but Well, I, I like do. the idea that the voices are used to kind of activate puzzle portions. Yeah. So I think that's, that's very cool. And yeah. I think it's a very it's it's very sensory oriented. There's yeah. a lot of color. There's a lot of sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, would the, you guys relate this to The Last Guardian in any way? Yeah, uh, kind of actually. Different? I would. I, yeah, not not in the sense that you have a pet right. that does much. I mean, there is a fox that you that follows you around. That kind of it's kind of like Navi in The Legend of Zelda. Okay, how she just kind of like and then she tells you what to do <laughs> in the same way this fox tells you you know what direction you should be going or maybe certain right. cues that you should be taking from the environment or from the sounds or whatever that is happening around you but i would say that in the last guardian sense it is very experiential it's very derivative of its environments and it's it's just overall aura so uh, if you like the last guardian which i did and i'm sure many others did if you liked journey although it's not a one-to-one journey comparison it wasn't nearly as existential or evocative of every sense i've ever had in my life right as journey it still would be in that same sort of realm yeah of it so if you like that kind of stuff absolutely yeah so keep your eye keep your eye out for rhyme uh it should only be 30 bucks something like that Yep. Uh, and the same uh, on the 26th is Ultimate Street Fighter 2, the final challengers for the Nintendo Switch. Where we're going to get uh, a Street Fighter on the Switch. Um, not really much to say on that other than it's the Switch and it's Street Fighter and I love both. So It's interesting too because they're, they're doing... Because this is like the first time we've seen a Street Fighter I think in 10 years or something like that. Street Fighter 2. And uh, they have versions where you have the original like old school looking version and then you can switch it to a more modernized basically remastered version of it so you can choose to play both ways which is kind of interesting so if you want the old school like original feel and look they have that or they have some newer animations and skin and textures and stuff like that to do that and a bunch of new characters or a few new characters so yeah yeah. some street fighter pros actually played this and they said they really enjoyed it although it's not like as responsive as like an actual street party game but nah. it's pretty cool that it's coming and it's very accessible to people who have a switch right just another reason to get a switch so get one yep um and then last game coming out is on may 30th star trek bridge crew for the uh for the vibe psbr and the rift so this one's gonna be new 
Star Trek Bridge Crew developed specifically for VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew will immerse you in the Star Trek universe, explore a largely uncharted sector of space known as the Trench with uh, your friends on board of the USA Aegis in co-op form of uh, a crew of four players to serve in the roles of captain, helm, tactical, and engineer. So... I, if I had a PSVR, I would be getting it. Yeah, um, I want to get this. And, you know, this is like the third time we've said it's coming out because it kept getting delayed and <laughs> I kept throwing it on the list and it just kept yeah. getting pushed back. But the only thing I don't like about this is I haven't yet played a game on virtual reality that's co-op that feels good because there's just not enough people that I know that can play co-op and you can be paired with somebody online and use voice commands and stuff like that I just it's weird to me in Mm -hmm. virtual reality like yeah I, I, don't, I don't know what I want to do, but I mean, if you guys all get it and we get on PSVR, like totally, let's Well, let's, I just, I like the idea of us, uh, of four people running, uh, you know, operating a big ass, uh, spaceship. Yeah. Don't die. Does anybody know if I can be on a PSVR and Brett can be on a PSVR or Rift? And See, I'm curious about that Austin too. Austin could be on a Vive because if that's the case, then that's four of us and yeah. we can all play. That's interesting. I, I don't know. And I I'd be I doubt it, but I think it would be nice if it was that way. But I feel like so far all the headsets are independent. It's kind of like the same issues we have with like Xbox, the PS4 and stuff like yeah, that. that. It's makes just sense. hard for them to do it. But I mean, man, this, that, this would be the game for that. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. It would definitely help everybody out. <laughs> but that's coming out on May 30th, so keep your eye out, uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. And with that, we're going to go into our actual news topics for this and week. And there's a lot of it. There's a ton. There's so much news this week. So much The biggest news. of which, Brett, I, I remember you loving this one game by Bungie. I don't know <laughs> oh, wait, if anyone's what? ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the, if anyone's ever heard of it. So um, there's a game coming out. It's called Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, Destiny. Have you this heard of this? You heard about this? You heard about this? You heard about this? I only think this is like the only bonus episode we've ever done, which don't go back and listen to that because it was terrible. It was me and Austin bitching about this game for like 30 minutes. But Austin and I. Austin and I. What, whatever. Whatever, man. I know. <laughs> Here is our managing editor correcting my grammar. Thank you very much. He's drunk on mimosas <laughs> and can still get it right. <laughs> but, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. So yeah, Destiny 2. Yes. We talked about this back in a discussion topic where it was the year of the twos. Well, now we've had gameplay. We've had information. We've had a big, huge data dump yeah. about what Destiny 2 is going to be. And I mean, there's there's a lot that was brought out. I and mean, we have a whole new set of worlds. We have Sat- Saturn's Moon, the Titan. We have a couple of new worlds that are completely brand new. We have Earth that's not on a desert arizona plant area of earth like that's cool um they've completely restructured the entire game you have you don't have to like go out into orbit anymore like you can just drop in on a planet and just like do shit with your friends like that's really awesome it's gonna be on pc like there's a lot about this game um i don't know i mean where do you guys want to start first impressions i guess like you guys saw the gameplay trailers we did you guys watch the long form 10 minute first uh clip of the homecoming mission yeah okay so what, what did you think first impressions let's hear it uh excited excited i got very excited yeah louise i i feel like or, yeah. yeah i feel like they're finally gonna give uh attention to 
the parts of Destiny that we wanted. Okay. Because, you know, like, with, there was a huge controversy for the first launch of Destiny. The story was very convoluted and just you very murky. Couldn't tell exactly what was going on or why it was going, going on. And then you had the DLCs, which really laid out a, a, a much more clear uh, path of how the narrative was delivered. And now that Destiny 1's behind us and we have Destiny 2, I feel like they're really giving the attention to the story that will invest the players playing these Guardians uh, to really enjoy it. So on the story aspect, I'm actually on the other side of it. I'm like a 180 from you. From what I was able to read into from the trailers, at the same time, I can kind of give you know, a pass to the trailer only because trailers try not to reveal too much about story. At the same time, from what I saw about gameplay and the extended, you know, discussion about destiny and, you know, the gameplay reveal and all those kinds of things that the great parts about destiny's gameplay were kept and built upon. It looks amazing. Like the first destiny was, it came out in 2014. Like that's, I the mean, beginning of would, the new console area like that yeah. that makes a lot of sense in terms of what they can't do with a console now they can do it because they figured out exactly what they need to do and now they've scaled it to be able to play on a PC those kinds of things I understand where they were at the very beginning they lost a bunch of writers and surely that wasn't uh, you know anything that I mean obviously they could have had a hand in not doing that they lost some of their best writers that said I don't think they're going to make the same mistake twice. I think a lot of people are coming into it with the expectation that it needs to be what it was originally touted to be, which is almost impossible. Like you can't, there's no way that you can live up to the original hype of it. And here they are. They're, they're going to improve on every facet. There's absolutely no way they take a step back, but people are still going to see it as, Oh, it's not amazing. Like it's not the greatest game to ever exist. And I think that's kind of a disservice to what destiny is trying to do. And from when I from what I read about it, from what I saw about it, I'm excited because it is exactly what I want it to be, which is just a better version of Destiny. And a lot of people call it the Destiny 1.5, but really, what other game completely changed what it was from before to make it something completely different? Look at Far Cry, Far Cry three and four, exactly the same game. Look at Fallout three and four, exactly the same game. Look That's at good point, yeah. fuck even Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three for a lot of it was the same game. And there's nothing wrong with that because why would you fix something that's not broken? And and yeah, so like when I when I first saw this trailer, I was kind of my first reaction was, damn, like this looks exactly like Destiny. I mean, the graphics look a lot better, but the UI is the same, all of this stuff is the same. Like, why didn't they change any of this? But then when I I thought about it and actually like let it like r- ruminate through my brain, I was like there was nothing wrong with any of that. Right. Like, so with Destiny 1, the biggest issues that I had with it was that the story was lacking and that I felt like it was a, a, a Luke grind after you got, I mean, you get to the end game, you play strikes over and over again, but like I was just playing the same maps over and over again and the worlds never felt different or, or changing and, you know, and none of that was, was different. And the enemies were all the same. Now, granted, they have a lot of the same enemies that they brought into this, which is kind of a concern for me. Like I saw, you know, the, what the Gex or not the Gex. I'm, I'm thinking mass effect, the but Vex? the Vex, <laughs> the Vex. And they had those big, huge bulky, uh, brute looking guys. And like all these the Minotaurs. Is that what they're called? 
I don't remember the names again, like the first destiny, like <laughs> was tough for me, but the thing that destiny did so right was that, I mean, it is still to this day, one of the best shooters I've ever played on a console system ever. Um, shooting mechanics is incredible. The, the gameplay was awesome. It's just, there was all these pieces that they wanted to make on a grander scale that just weren't there yet. And after seeing what they revealed here, like, I feel like it, it's, it's getting to that point. Like they've added clans within the game. It looks like they've actually put shit inside the game now. Like forget those grimoire cards. They didn't talk about any of that. Like you actually have clan management inside of a game. You can team up with players and join them on their raids or their strikes or whatever from inside the game. You don't have to go out of the game to find these people. The, the gunplay is completely changed. They have new superpowers that look freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, those looked amazing. I mean, the, uh, everything about it just looks so much better. And I, like Louise said, like, I think that's what we wanted is just a better destiny. And this to me, it looks like it's set up for the next five to eight years. I mean, it, this could be a game that could last for a very long time. And this is going to take a lot of people and be like, this is your game for the next three years. And this yeah. is all you're going to play. Yeah. And they're gearing up for that. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see more and it's coming out on PC. So, this may be my, a PC purchase for me. Sorry, guys. It's going to be awesome. Spy PC. Whatever. It'll be good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That's Destiny. Um, next up, we have some quick information on Nintendo. Nintendo is bringing Zelda for the first time ever to mobile phones. And this came out in a small uh, report in passing. They said that they're bringing out Animal Crossing this year. Yeah. It didn't specifically say where it's coming like if it's going to be on Switch or whatever. I hope it's a Switch. I think that'd be cool. But uh, after Animal Crossing comes out, they're going to bring out the Legend of Zelda franchise in some form or fashion. I wonder how that's... like. How are you going to make that happen on a mobile device? That's a good question. Well, technically, the Switch is a mobile device. So it's already been done. I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I don't like I it. The controls is just like a yeah. really different control scheme and stuff like that. So, I mean, I get it. It's going to be, it'll be different. I don't think they're going to make, I mean, it's obviously not going to be like a full blown game, but I mean, who knows? Like what, I mean, maybe they could just bring the little, like little puzzle things where it's like different levels of puzzles that you have to go through, like the, the temples or something like that and yeah. achieve those. Maybe it'd be like a Super Mario run, but in this case it will be, That'd be weird. Legend of Zelda stab. They're going to make it a climbing game. <laughs> just just like a climbing challenge game because you can climb everywhere. Let's see how far we can climb. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's actually a card game. They're going to go against Hearthstone. Oh, oh dude. That'd be, that'd be a slap in the face, but kind of awesome. I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty good about that. But um, yeah, anyway, so Zelda's coming to mobile phone, so that'd be cool. Um, next up, we have HTC has announced their partnership with Google in that they are bringing out a Vive headset this year that is going to be powered by Google Daydream. And this is going to be the first ever headset that is completely standalone. So this means you can play VR without a phone, without a PC, without a console system. You put it on, you're in a virtual reality world. No wires, nothing. It's all built in. Finally. Yes. So we don't know like what the specs are of this system. Granted, it's probably not going to be the best specs. I feel like it's going to be akin to like the Gear, Gear VR, but that was still really good. And this is just a headset. You buy it, you put it on. You can actually crouch. 
it's going to have those motions somehow enabled inside of it. So you can actually do movement. I just don't know if you can walk. Um, but there is going to be some kind of positional tracking so you can move your head around and like go up and down mm-hmm. with your body and stuff like that. Well, and you know, with the, with just the Vive normally, I mean, you can move around in a small space, but that the, my curiosity is how that is going to work with the, the new wireless feature and what, what we're good, what utility are we going to be able to use with now taking the wires out of the equation? What kind of, what kind of games can we see to really start to utilize mobility and like like you said, kind of crouching or maybe even like laying down completely and maybe we can get like a sniper simulator from down on the ground kind of thing. I just can't imagine like you're in a big, huge firefight and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, sniper. And you like drop to the ground and you're like on concrete and you like slap your chin on the concrete floor. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so bad. Time to fortify, son. Yeah. This is war. It's going to build my whole entire house, like simulate, like I'm just going to put like AstroTurf on the ground. So <laughs> it feels like I'm in grass. Astro, AstroTurf. <laughs> Set up sandbags everywhere. My God. <laughs> oh man, it'll be a hilarious. <laughs> so uh, you're going to have a room dedicated for that and you're going to really confuse guests who come over. I know. They'll be like, what's this for? <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, in other news, we have Harvest Moon is coming out again. But this time, it's coming also to the PC and Switch for the first time ever. So I've never played Harvest Moon. Louise, I know you've played a lot of Harvest Moon in the past. And Stardew Valley is a lot like Harvest Moon. And now it's going up against it, Harvest Moon itself. How do you feel about this? It's uh, too little too late, man. Oh, really? Too little too late. And maybe... You have to appreciate, like, Harvest Moon, I, I don't, the, the name of the creator escapes me at the moment. But Harvest Moon has always been fantastic. It's extremely straightforward, and there's a little bit of nuance in between. Whereas Stardew Valley, like, you could absolutely take it in the most straightforward possible way, but you can make it as extremely complex as you want. Natsumi. So, in an, yeah. Natsumi, I mean, not, not, I'm not talking about Natsumi, I'm talking about the actual creator, like, the person who created oh, it. Oh, gotcha. That said, Stardew Valley has already taken all of what Harvest Moon made amazing and made it even more amazing. So I'm super appreciative of like a Harvest Moon coming out and moving to PC and moving to Switch. But Stardew Valley is on the PC and is soon to be on the Switch. I know it's like, it's interesting. I, like I, I, it's very clear to me that this was a we want to take down Stardew Valley and get back our rightful position. Not going to happen. But it's. Stardew Valley was really good, and I never played Harvest Moon. So to me, it's like Harvest Moon. If you know Harvest Moon, like you'll be excited about this. But if you don't, I mean, there's a lighthouse, so that's cool. Like you start out a lighthouse, but there's also a lighthouse, or no, there wasn't a lighthouse. There was a uh, a magician's tower in Stardew Valley. So um, yeah, we'll 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 see what happens with that. But anyway, Harvest Moon's coming out, so that'll be cool. Last story of the day. Overwatch yes. has its anniversary coming out, and it has Game of the Year edition coming out, and it has three new maps coming out. Who's excited? Probably well, everyone in the world. All, all of us? <laughs> all of us? I'm pretty sure all of us. Can you I guys feel like believe? I say this every like two or three months, but yeah. I think I'm about to get back in Overwatch again. Oh, oh man, yeah. I'm so in. I'm so in. Can you guys believe it's only been a year since this game came out? 
like how much has happened since it came out. Like they brought out so many new maps, new game types, tons of like these events that they they threw in there, new characters. I mean, three three brand new characters. I mean, Sombra was announced forever, like or being teased forever. Like there's just so much that has happened in the last year. We haven't even hit a year yet, actually. I know. It's about to be a year. Damn. This game has done so much in like so little time to just completely take over what it is for competitive multiplayer first person shooter style yep. games. Like it ridiculous. I still have people that I know that don't want to play this game because they don't think it's their kind of game. And I'm like, do you, just do, do it. you have to you have to try it. Yeah. Like even so even good. on the weekends when they do the free weekend every now and then. And the game's not that expensive. Like what is it, forty dollars? Yeah. Forty dollars for PlayStation. It. And it's gonna be free this weekend. Get it. You play it this it's weekend. It's free this weekend. weekend. Guys, you're listening to this podcast. Jump in it, when you play get it done, up. get ready for the weekend. Cause I'm gonna be getting it. I have it on Xbox. I don't have it on PS4 yet, so I need to do that. What you need to do is get on PC. Well, All of you guys need to get on PC. Because you, you have the, uh, what do they call it? The public playtesting thing or whatever. We can play the mask before they come out. That's cool, right? It's exciting. That is cool. But if you get the Game of the Year edition, it's going to come with 10 loot boxes and vintage or all kinds of new skins and a tracer for Heroes of the Storm. Uh, 10 loot boxes? Aren't they all filled with sprays anyways? Yes. They're all filled with sprays. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of all I get now. And I don't use sprays very often. Do you guys use sprays? No. At the beginning, I may do it just for fun while I'm waiting for the match to start. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Overwatch anniversary. It's coming out. Three new maps. The maps look pretty cool. So, we'll have more as we get closer to the event. And last but not least, I want to close out with two little quick things. Um, South Park Fractured But Whole got a release date, October 17th. There's Woo. also a new trailer that's out on the interwebs. Oh, so it's about time, man. That's like 10 months after it was supposed to be released. Isn't that I'm crazy? So pissed. <laughs> I'm excited for it to come out, though. It's going to be amazing and awesome. And then we also have uh, officially announced Assassin's Creed, as we talked about last week. We have The Crew 2, which is weird, but that's been announced. And then Far Cry 5, which we got nothing but a logo. So some people say it's going to be the United States because of red, white, and blue. So America, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Coming again to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. Dude, that would be really, really cool and extremely topical considering all the shit that's going on in America right, right now. I hope it's like like World War or Revolutionary War era, that would be fucking rad. That would be really crazy. I mean, I guess Far Cry could do that because for me, when I think of Far Cry, I think of like tropical islands and or Africa. Right, Madagascar and shit. Yeah, but now that they brought out like Primal, like it can be whatever. I mean, who knows? And then Blood Dragon, like that was such an off-the-wall add-on, but it was amazing, so we'll see. And... um. Yeah, so that's all we got. Again, make sure you go to theinnergamer.net slash read. Check out my article on Enter the Battlegrounds. Yes. With Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three-part series, guys. Three-part Three part part series. series. First one is fantastic. We're going to have the next two coming up this week, actually. Yes. We're uh, looking for a Wednesday-Friday release for both of these pieces, and then we will resume traditional releases on Wednesday, hopefully. Yeah. But these pieces are Question fantastic, mark? and it's a very... Good look into what exactly player battle, player unknowns battlegrounds is. It's a very particular type of game, and I think these articles 
encompass everything about them. So you should take a look at them. Very well written by Brett. Very Black Hawk Down. Very Jarhead. Yeah, yeah. Very any war game, any war movie you can think of. So yeah. check them out if you can. Intergamer.net backslash read. Do it. Should be fun. Awesome. All well, right, guys. Well, yes. That, that concludes our news segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's it. Do you want to split, split this up? Do you no, want, go uh, ahead. Uh, 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 say, say words. Oh, I, I will. News segment done. <laughs> but if there's something that you didn't want us, if you do want us to talk about, uh, please send us an email at hello at the net or send us a comment on Facebook. Send us a comment on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. We've been getting SoundCloud a lot of uh, wherever the hell you want. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of comments on our YouTube page, which is which is great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on some of our videos, we just need some more on uh, the actual like the Facebooks or um, SoundCloud. Drop drop some comments. That's let's true. Us, yeah. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, and uh, keep uh, keep on the lookout for uh, today in gaming, which is a little thing we started. Yeah. We started very soon, very recently actually. Yeah, uh, where we we just kind of look at dates for random video game releases, console releases, big things in the video game world that have happened historically. We're gonna start posting about those. Please do comment on those, and within that, you could even comment about any of the news that we've talked about, anything we've talked about, and uh, just you know keep in contact with us. We're uh, really wanting to make our content better for you guys. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? Right. So yeah. we're going to be heading into our discussion topic. I don't know if you know this, guys, but E3 is four weeks away. <gasps> right? <gasps> it's so close. And there's so many people, so many developers, so many... There's a lot to talk about. Companies so to talk about. We're gonna, so this week... We're going to get a stretch. We're going to get a yeah. stretch in before we talk about PlayStation this PlayStation and Bethesda coming up. Our E3 predictions. Oh, there is so much on the table. <laughs> So, so much. Uh, we're going to take it to break here and then we'll be back with our discussion topic. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. And welcome back, welcome everybody. Back, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. We are Wait, here. What are we doing today? We're going to talk we about, about E3. What? I hate you right now. <laughs> Dude, I... It comes full circle. Look at that. It's funny. I'm, it's I'm so close to punching my camera and hoping that it hits just you, though. Like, I'm like, I'm moving to the right of you. Like, can you the, does it look like it, I am just hitting him? Like, I'm punching no, yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Nah, keep, nah, keep doing that. Keep nah, doing that. Nah, Eventually, you'll have nah, like a Joy-Con where you nah, can do that. Nah. It'll be right, awesome. Right? Nah. Right? right. Um, All right, but, E3. Yeah. Yes. E3 is coming up, guys. And we are going to break down for the next three weeks leading up to E3, we're going to break down our predictions for what we expect to come from E3. And today we're going to talk about PlayStation, the big kahuna of a console system, yep. and Bethesda together, which they're going to have their own conference as they do. And there's a lot to be said from both parties. Oh, so yeah. Bethesda's having on June 11th, Sunday, their press conference, and then Sony is doing theirs on Monday, June 12th. So it's pretty exciting. This year, PlayStation doesn't have any new consoles coming out that we know of, but they do have the PS4 Pro, which last year was like, it came out. This year, it's here's what we can do with it even more so. And then we also have PlayStation VR, that was came out last year. It was a test. Now it's there's things out there. There's a gun controller. There's you know they've probably had time to improve upon it. We'll see if they bring out some new controllers. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think that would be cool. Um, and I mean 
basically Sony's going to bring it with the games. And yeah. since the, since yeah. we know that there's going to be such, uh, I don't want to say a lack, but they're not going to be the focus is definitely not going to be on the hardware this year. It's it's going to be all about the titles. What titles is Sony bringing to the table for this year's E3? Right, and it's a big list. It's a huge list. I mean, we still have stuff left over from last year that hasn't come out yet, so we'll probably see a bunch of that coming this year. But um, let's start with just PlayStation in general and see what the state of where we are. Obviously, we'll talk about later on. We have Project Scorpio coming out with Microsoft. So PlayStation's in a unique position where there's no rumors that they're bringing any new hardware. So they got to just make sure that, um, I mean, do you think we're going to see any hardware updates of any kind or any big bundles? Or do you think we're going to see any enhancements to the PSVR or... Like, what do you guys think? Are we just going to, is this going to be all about games throughout the entire conference? So PlayStation has like historically used E3, at least historically as in the last three years since PSX has been around to focus on just games. That said, I do think they're going to come out and have some sort of PlayStation VR presence and announce a new form of controller for the PSVR. Some sort of controller that allows the tracking of your hands to be more advantageous to certain developers that need that kind of tracking to actually get their games onto your console. So for example, games that are just on the Rift and Vive that can exist on PSVR can now exist there because of these new controllers. That's one thing from a hardware perspective I think they'll announce. Otherwise, I think they're just going to announce a bunch of figures about how well the PS4 Pro sold, how well the Slim has sold, new figures like, oh, we've shipped 60,000 versus 50,000 at the beginning of the year. Those kinds of things. Nothing entirely important around hardware of course, no refresh, no PS5, no PS Vita 2, nothing like that. I think they're going to keep it pretty standard and focus on games, which is what has got them to where they are today. Yep. That's my prediction for PlayStation in terms of hardware. Awesome. Kevin, anything else? You got anything else to add to that? Not hardware-wise. I mean, unless, I mean, just kind of like you said, some, uh, some, maybe some numbers about what their progress has been so far and... <sighs> Maybe we could see something with a cool PS4 Pro PSVR bundle that they might put out. It's just a fun little treat for the holidays, but uh, that's not their style. They're, they're, that's not what they're there to market. I, I honestly think that it's, if they do, if they hit anything hard and heavy from, from start to finish, it's going to be the titles. It's all going to be about the games. Awesome. Well, let's jump into some games. So first we're going to recap last year's, E3 reveal games and kind of see what we expect from it this year. Then we'll go into all the new games that have been announced since then to now and see what we expect. Will we get release dates? Will we get more information? Like what what are we looking to see from these games? So looking back last year, we had uh, God of War. So let's talk about God of War. Oh my God. Yeah, I just, I need that game to come out. Although I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to get that till 2018. I'm kind of feeling the same way. Yeah, my prediction for that is fall of 2018. I think that's a perfect fall 2018 game. I think for this C3, we'll see a new demo. Not a demo that everybody can play, but on stage, there will be a new demo. Something showing something further on in the game, something that sort of accentuates the changes that are happening with Kratos as a character. Yeah. I mean, because the biggest story out of E3 last year, for God of War at least, was how Kratos is actually a a sympathetic, empathetic character now. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that they come out and they accentuate that a little bit more and then bring in some of those gameplay aspects that make people want to play a game like God of War. Right. I mean, the whole 
over the shoulder aspect of it makes it extremely incredible akin to like a you know a gears of war right which is exactly what this series needs because it is a, a heavy 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 series something that was severely lacking in the early god of war games although they were you know technically sound they weren't so much uh you know narrative sound so i'm hoping that the, for God of War, that comes out and a release date is at least, or at least a release window is is, is talked about. Yeah, um, I agree. And then, then also we have that that game that came out last year that was announced, Day is Gone, which is the like biker guy that was in the zombie world. I want that one so bad. It's, I think that one's coming out in October. I think so too. Like we haven't heard anything about that since E3. I feel like I, I mean, there may have been little like hints and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good good launch for them in October this year. Um, drop that game. I mean, that'll be a good fall lineup game to go with everything else, which is scary because as we'll talk about later, there's a lot of huge titles that are going to be probably going to have some kind of big PlayStation presence. Um, yeah, the reality is PlayStation has the console market right now. So because Red Dead's coming out, because Battlefront's coming out, because Destiny 2's coming out, everyone's going to buy them on PlayStation versus Xbox. So they're already going to be making money off of that. So why crowd this release window with their own first party games when they can just rely on third party support because they have the only place to get DLC early on Star Wars Battlefront and Destiny and whatever other games just makes sense that way so I'm hoping Days Gone comes out because it does seem extremely interesting as a game in itself and it's something that I would pick up and just play because of its horde mode tendencies yeah no it looks really good Um, I mean I I think it's an interesting perspective for the zombie universe and we We it'll be something worth worth trying out. Um, last year we had a big reveal with or not a big reveal, but a big talk on Hideo Kojima and his game Death Stranding, and they keep teasing this with like videos and things of that nature. But my personal opinion, this game is not something that's going to come out this year. I even think it may not come out next year. Do we want to see anything from this, or would you guys be okay with just let's not even? show it and just kind of leave it under or do you think fans are expecting to see something a expectation i would say that yes fans are probably going to expect to see something even if it's just a pulse check on the fact that yeah he's still making the game but i honestly don't want to i want it to be left alone i want the game to be um close to completion before we see any other kind of marketing right on it yeah it doesn't help or hurt the game to do it so why show people and get people upset because it's not out now yeah I mean, I think that if anything, they're only going to hurt the game and and not in the sense that it's going to be a bad game, but in the sense that people are going to be upset that it's not here now. So why even risk it? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Spider-Man, the Insomniac Games game that is coming out. Can we get that this year? Is that possible? Dude, I don't know. I, I'm really up in the air about this. Like, I, I want it to come out really bad, but when we saw a video of it last year, um, that was it. We haven't seen much of anything else, but I feel like this would be a title that's different enough from everything else that would be cool to drop. Um, cause this is something that kids could get behind and play, but it's also something that us as nostalgic fanboys of like the Spider-Man games of the past generation would like jump all over this, even though we have destiny and call of duty and red dead redemption potentially, which we'll talk about later about what yeah, we expect those are that, in their all those are all in their own genre this is spider-man yeah, i want to leap from building to building separate yeah i mean i i i want to see it come out will it come out i'm not sure but i hope we see some kind of a uh, gameplay that's what i want to see is some kind of gameplay reveal of spider-man 
Yeah, there are two release windows for this. It is either in September of this year because Spider-Man Homecoming comes out in July. August oh, is potential. There's a potential for August, but I don't think August is the best month only because people are going back to school unless it's early August. Other than that, spring, February, which is yeah. when Bloodborne launched. That makes so, yeah, sense. I, I, I'm really excited for this game. Spider-Man is... I mean, think about all the Arkham games. Like, if you plugged in Spider-Man into that, into, like, this rich, colorful world with... So in. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I think it's much more intriguing, at least to me, yeah, than an Arkham game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's essentially that. And Insomniac has a fantastic track record. There's no indication that this game will be bad in any sense of the, in the word. I mean, like, seven and a half, eight is the absolute lowest it could get. It It's only up from there. And just the reveal last year was absolutely incredible. And you know Marvel's doubling down on their gaming segment, seeing as though they've made so much success in their movie segment, they can afford to do that. Right. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. And I another prediction, I don't think it's... I think it's a timed exclusive for PlayStation as well. Yeah, I could see that. That's the, I don't think that'll be announced this year, but I think it'll come out around the time that it's going to be released, which may or may not be this year. Yeah. Cool. Um, last game from last year that we saw a trailer for, but and we, we kind of got an idea of what the choice abilities will be in this game, but Detroit Become Human. Um, my personal prediction is that we're not going to see it come out this year. I think this is going to be a 2018 release title of some kind. I don't even know when it's going to come out. I would predict the fall because there's a lot that we haven't seen from this game yet, and I feel like they would have shown more at this point. But what do you guys think? My prediction is uh, December. Oh, really? December, yeah. Early December. My prediction is early December because this is a very niche game. People who want it will be actively looking for it yep. and searching for it. Me. So I think December is a perfect time to Me release too. this because you can release it. You can have it for 60 bucks for two weeks and then say, oh, it's uh, it's Christmas time. We're going to drop it to uh, 45 bucks and then sell it extremely well then. Uh Otherwise, January. I don't think it'll release any later than that. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to release a game like this any later than it is, especially with a game uh, like, I don't know, The Evil Within, which is rumored to be coming out very soon, and other games kind of like it coming out soon. I mean, you have Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, although it's not necessarily in the same realm, and it's very similar in terms of the story beats that it takes. So I, my guess is, is December of yeah. this year. And, I mean, they showed enough gameplay last year to indicate that it might be in a position to do that. So I don't I think, know. I think I, that'd I, be interesting to see it come out. I mean, if it came out in December this year, that would be really cool because last year in December we had the last guardian and that was, that was mostly it. There was, I mean, there was one other title that came out that was kind of good ish, but it wasn't, it wasn't a huge, um, following there. So like December is definitely that low point, but you could get a lot of people picking this up, um, hold them over for the, into 2018 so awesome well that's that's a e3 from last year let's talk about this year uh, a lot of stuff that has been rumor milled and stuff like that i think the big player is um the last of us 2 i'd like to talk about that a little bit um we've seen that little teaser trailer yep of the guitar and the craziness of that ellie is that her name yeah yeah ellie um she was playing the guitar, and she's grown up. And, she's grown up a bit. And uh, it looks very dark and gritty, as Last of Us is. So, um, Well, even then, like, well, this, 
you know, we say dark and gritty. This is going to be something completely different because while the first game, Last of Us, centered so much on like hope and le- and uh, the idea of saving humanity, this one ends with the line, "I'm going to kill them all." It's and like uh, a revenge story. Or yeah, something. this is not going to be a. There's no. Mm-mm. Man, not good stuff happening in this one. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the visuals in this game. Like, yeah. I just want to. Uncharted Four was such a pretty game. Like, I want to see what they can, what they can produce. Yeah, how they're going to turn it up to the next level. And I need to go back and play The Last of Us just to see what it's all about. God, I can't believe you haven't played. I know. It. Oh, it's going to destroy your soul. Hey, at least I finally played Uncharted. So. You did finish. Yes, you finished Uncharted, so I'm happy about that. But play Last of Us because it's so much more depressing. And and I don't want to get depressed. Oh, it's man. so good though. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So on Do that it. same note, Naughty Dog, like Uncharted Lost Legacy, where we know that's coming this year. It's a shorter game than Uncharted 4, but it's a big world. Uh, we got, um, it's going to be centered around a female protagonist. Why am I forgetting her name right now? Chloe. There we go. Chloe. She's going to be our playable character. And that's that's going to be here. So what do you, what do you, are you guys pumped about that game? It's, yeah, it's going to be a cheaper version of a great game that everyone enjoys and i think we're going to get to see some cooler stuff from characters who may not have been in the spotlight for uncharted yeah. so yeah i'm in i'm i'm not so like I, I i'm okay with the whole story beats of it i think it'll be interesting to explore a different realm of the uncharted universe but i think it's more indicative of what we can expect from the last of us 2 from a technical standpoint because i don't think the last of us 2 is going to rest on its prior laurels of just very linear, very straightforward, this is what you have to do to get to point A. Right. Or from point A to point B type thing. I think they're going to opt more for a open area aspect mm-hmm. to it so you can get from point A to point B in a very different way each and every time, which adds another layer to what would otherwise be a very standard formula. If you think about when The Last of Us released, I mean, it released at the about exact same time as Uncharted 3, it only makes sense that they need to change that formula to some extent to appease another like kind of generation of gamers. So I'm hoping more for that so we can get to see. I mean, they've already said that the areas that are going to be playable in The Lost Legacy are going to be some of the biggest in Uncharted ever. So I'm yeah. looking forward most to that uh, above all things, at least within the realm of what Naughty Dog is doing. Where did The Last of Us take place? It actually took place in Texas to begin okay. with, and then yeah. it found its way into like Oregon and like a few other places. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it it went in a series of areas. Okay, gotcha. So, um, man, I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but I I think the open area thing will be awesome. I'm so um, excited. Like, cause I I mean, this isn't a game that I feel like needs to go to the point of open world but like the way uncharted 4 handled the open area aspects i felt like i was being able to explore even though they were still very much linear linearly directing me through the world but i felt like i had the ability to explore and if they do that with the last of us 2 i think that'll make for a nice 20 2018 level game yeah so um something i'm excited about gran turismo sport meh that's been talked about. Racing game. There isn't a lot of racing games out on PlayStation. There is not. That's one thing that doesn't get enough attention on the PlayStation. Like Xbox has its Forza. They have their um oh well, Forza. That's that's mostly it, I guess. But um in terms of 
exclusives to PlayStation, like Gran Turismo's it, and Gran Turismo hasn't really sold it much lately. Um, so sport is going to be a little bit more of an arcadey feel. It's not going to be as uh, simulation as the previous Gran Turismo titles have been. It's going to be kind of, I feel like, more in the realm of Forza Horizon, but not as out there. So I want to I want to see a release date for this game because I want to play this really bad. Um, yeah, so let's talk about something that is really near and dear to Devin's heart from software. They're going to be announcing something at E3, I think. Oh, they better. Oh, they better. I hope so. I really hope so. There's rumors that they're working on Armored Core. Yeah. But they also could be working on a game called Bloodborne 2. They could be. Um, uh, we've talked about this on podcasts before, and I believe it was Lu- uh, Luis who brought up the point about how From Software said that they are doing three things now that they are completed with uh, Dark Souls. Um, we're looking at a title uh, of a revived IP. We're looking at a brand new IP and then we're looking at a sequel that fans would come to expect so out of that I, can I just get Bloodborne 2 already I just that's all I want I just want I want to see Bloodborne 2 I, even if it's just like the bell ringing to signal the night of the hunt has begun I'm good yeah that's what I expect too I think they're just going to be like ding 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 hunter something 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 Do you think it'll be like, it. like, like the last of us 2 trailer then, kind of like, uh, much I bet it'll be. I bet it'll be even. Yeah, it's totally minimalistic. Totally minimalistic. And then it'll just say. It won't say Bloodborne two. It'll just say like from Software Japan Studio, and that's it. Yeah, it won't say anything uh, else. And it'll say Good Hunter. coming soon, or it'll say my my initial prediction is the same release window as Bloodborne one, but in twenty nineteen. Shit, that's far. I know, but there's so many games in between that that it doesn't really matter because Last of Us two will be coming out then too. That's sorry, Devin. You're not going to get it till twenty. <laughs> well, what, like yeah. think about what what uh, think about what else they're working on. They're probably going to release Armored Core before then. Yeah, they're probably going to release that other vampire game, which is what they'll probably talk about most while they're yeah at E3. Wait, so tell me about the vampire game. I don't know anything about the vampire game. I for, we talked about it like a few weeks ago. I forgot oh, what it's we? called. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like it's. You a really don't of, remember? No. It's a mix of Dark Souls and like an RPG. Just, just look it up. I forgot what it's oh, called. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that now. That was it, I didn't realize it was from software. It doesn't game. look okay. like particularly polished or anything, at least yeah. not now, but it's understandable in terms of what it's trying to do. Okay. That said, I think they're gonna focus their, their efforts on that and then the teaser because the teaser will keep their name in the loop and then the teaser will help them sell their other games. I gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um so we have uh, Final Fantasy came out last year. Final Fantasy 15, that was one of the ones that was the big big dogs at the end of the year. We know Final Fantasy 7 Remastered is coming. I think it will be this year. When, I'm not sure, but I bet you we're going to see release date on that and we're going to get some new details on what that's going to look like. So are you guys, did you guys all play Final Fantasy 7? Like not the original, to com- not to yeah, completion. Yeah. Oh, That's like absolutely. a two hundred hour game. Yeah, like like a like the original Final Fantasy. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So you're gonna play this one? Are you? Do you wanna? Do you wanna go back to that life? Uh yes. But I don't know how. This I. Am I excited about a remastered Final Fantasy Seven? Yes, I somewhat am, but I'm also I don't want that beautiful story to be soiled. 
And, look, we just got a new Mummy trailer, and it's completely fucking the first Mummy movie, and that's <laughs> pissing me off, and I don't want that to happen with this. Okay, okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we won't hear anything about this. You Good. don't think so? Cool. Not at all. I don't, I, there's, like, why? Like, Final Fantasy 15 just came out. They could easily just announce another Final Fantasy 15 DLC and do the exact same thing they would have done if they announced Final Fantasy 7. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just like they won't talk about Death Stranding. They won't talk about... I mean, I feel like last year, if you look at last year's press conference, I mean, it was very much like, here's some badass new trailers of things that, like, every trailer that they talked about was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, like afterward, like, one after the other. It was just constant, like, here's new stuff. And I feel like that's mostly what's going to be this year, so... Um, if anything, they'll talk about Kingdom Hearts three, and it'll be another teaser with some sort of release window. Oh gosh, I need that'll to come, come out. Soon. That'll that'll come out before Final Fantasy seven remastered. There's absolutely no way that doesn't. Uh, I'm happen. glad you said that. Yeah, we need we need that bad. I want to play yeah, that. I think I, I think that'll yeah. be here. Otherwise, I think there's the potential for third party presentations on PlayStation stage. I think we absolutely get Destiny two. Yeah, and then the I mean Call of Duty maybe, but Red Redemption I think we also get just because that'll. I mean, if anything's going to round out the presentation, it'll be Red Dead. Now, here, here's my prediction, and this is going to be hated by many, but I don't see Red Dead coming out this year. I think it's going to come out next year. I, I feel think that's fine, but I can also understand why it would want to come out this year. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like knowing Rockstar's track record, like, I mean, they're not going to rush that game out. And... We saw it last year. We saw a video. I don't know where it's at, but I feel like this is something that they could they could wait until like spring of next year and drop it, and it would be awesome and exciting. And if they just bring out some new content, like show us some gameplay this year, I think that would be sufficient. But I just feel like this fall window with so much coming out as it is, it may be better to wait. It might be. Yeah. At least wait until... Yeah, I also think they could release it like November 1st and it would sell extremely well. Oh, yeah. Because I think Destiny's coming out in October. I think Call of Duty is coming out in October or August or September, one of those months. So, yeah, everything's coming out, but they're also very different games. Right. Like, all of those are all very intensive. Like, you dedicate your time only to that game type games where Red Dead Redemption is something that, yeah, you dedicate your time to, but you can also put down and play other like they can, it can be a supplementary game. Oh no, I'm dedicating my entire life to this game once it comes out. Like this is gonna be it. It's done. It's over. <laughs> life will yeah, be I consumed by this. Do. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna be curious to see what kind of online component they have to this because with the success of GTA Five and the GTA Online and how that's still building them a huge amount of money that they can sit on. Um, they didn't have to rob banks for that money. It just builds up in a vault somewhere and. If they do something along, like an RDR online with this, I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, that Wild West online we talked about last week or whenever it was, like, it could dethrone that for sure. But I'm, they want to make sure that's a really solid component if they are going to bring that to the table, which I could see them doing that. I mean, we have the technology now where they can bring out a really solid RDR online of some kind and have it have the power of GTA online. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll happen. I, mean, I don't know if it'll ever get to the point of GTA Online because GTA on its own, I mean, you can't necessarily say, all right, in GTA or in Red Dead Redemption Online, we're going to take 
the same mold as something like GTA, only because in GTA you can play everything you want. You can be a clown. You can be That's true. a fucking yeah. police officer. Like, there's no way you can do that in RDR. It might be very similar, but not necessarily in the same way. But Bethesda. There are other games. Let's yes. talk about Bethesda. Bethesda basically has four buckets that we can expect things to fall into. Yep. Fallout, Quake, Elder Scrolls, and Wolfenstein, which is what we probably want to talk about now. Yeah. So Wolfenstein, they actually kind of teased this in the Doom press conference they had last year where they kind of had this weird kind of like code popping up on stage and every line of code basically said a certain thing about a certain game like coded in there somewhere like they talked about quake it talked about fallout it talked about uh like elder scrolls and then it talked about wolfenstein and it mentioned a new wolfenstein an unannounced date and an unannounced title within it wolfenstein the new colossus is what is rumored to be coming out and what is rumored to be talked about at this new conference i have i played the new order i thought it was great I did too. I, I didn't think it. it was anything particularly amazing, but I thought it was cool. Uh, is anybody kind of expecting much out of the Wolfenstein realm of things? Yes, because I love Wolfenstein. <laughs> you played the New Order, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought it was a blast. I mean, it was it was a nice a kind of, of throwback to like having to go around and like pick up ammo off the floor and stuff like that. Like that was a cool throwback to the old games, the old days of Wolfenstein. And I, I just had a blast with it. I mean, it was, it was a fun shooter that didn't take a whole lot of time, but I, I burned through that game like crazy sci-fi Nazis. Yeah. And I mean, I really think that this is going to, they're going to show off a bunch of stuff for this and they're going to say, this is coming out in the fall and this is going to be this. They're going to do like the fallout thing where like they've never shown anything about it. They're going to show it at E3 and they're going to bring it out three months later. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's summer of next year. Okay. What do you think? Devin. Uh, he says summer. I'm actually going to say uh, uh, spring. Dang. You guys are all, we're all different here. That's crazy. All right. Well, I still think it's going to come out this year. I'm excited. I don't think Wolf, Wolfenstein isn't a title that's going to do anything in the fall. Like no one's going to no. see Wolfenstein and be like, "Oh my god, Wolfenstein." People are going to be actively looking for Wolfenstein so they can release it whenever they want. So yeah. might as well release it somewhere that's not going to be crowded, which would be summer. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like Fallout, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's like this bit brand new epic like IP that they like Yeah, where they've got to get Yeah, they got to get it out ASAP. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about Evil Within 2? Did you guys play the Evil Within, the first one? Mm-mm. I watched Let's Plays. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't like it too much, but I know a lot of people that really, really loved it. A lot of people, I at least from what I've seen on Let's Plays, and a, a friend of mine did play it, and all I heard was this, like, the stealth mechanic in the game was so busted and broken that it was, like, almost worthless. It was hard. It was tough. And I like, I don't like intent, like, horror games anyway, and I was I was playing the game. I enjoyed it, ish. But it was just it it was the I mean this the mechanics were a little a little funky. It was just a weird feeling game. It didn't feel it wasn't at all what I expected it to be. So I, I played probably two hours of it. And I was like I I don't want to play this anymore. And I sold it. So um, they might, I'm sure they're working on another one because the first one was received well, but. Again, like Louise said, I don't think this is going to be a title that's going to sell them. But we know that they're going to be wor- they're going to be revealing some new games of some kind, and it's not Fallout, it's not Elder Scrolls. So um, 
It'll be interesting. And we already know Quake Champions coming out. They're hardcore beta testing that. They're about to open an open beta here pretty soon. Um, that's coming, I think, in the next couple of weeks. It might even be this weekend, actually. So I wouldn't be surprised if Quake Champions wasn't their big, huge multiplayer title for this fall. Um, I think the biggest thing that the, that'll come out of the comp- this conference is the future of Elder Scrolls. I think there will be at least a teaser and then, of course, status on what is going on with the whole Switch port of Skyrim. I think that is a big point of contention for for people who own Switches and for people who are thinking about buying Switches only because third-party support is so up in the air. Yeah, right. we know like versions of FIFA and 2K are coming to the Switch, but what necessarily is that version? Right. And what does that mean for the longevity of third-party support? Maybe third-party support is just ports of older games, which is fine for someone like myself but maybe not be fine for people who actually think the switch is going to be their only console and who actually opt for it as their only console but i expect some sort of announcement uh in terms of like yes we are working on the new elder scrolls and it's looking kind of like this and oh by the way the skyrim port for the switch is coming out on november 5th or something and uh yeah that i don't i don't expect much out of the bethesda conference at least I don't. I don't know if that new IP is going to be enough to push it forward or propel it forward in any meaningful way. Yeah, I think I think Wolfenstein's for me going to be the biggest thing that comes out of here, unless they drop some kind of Elder Scrolls something or another. But I mean, but Arcane Studios is also a Bethesda company, but they had you know Dishonored two last year. They had Prey this year. I feel like they're going to be taking some time to get back into working on something else. So. Um, we might see some DLC from them, but otherwise I feel like the big dogs will be Wolfenstein, Evil Within, potentially, and then hopefully something from Elder Scrolls. I mean, if they if they announce a new Elder Scrolls, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I think that'd be enough to propel their conference forward. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, if you guys don't have any, do you guys have any other comments on Bethesda, Sony, PlayStation predi- predictions? Nope, I think the uh, the cards are not uh, in a position to disfavor these two companies. I yeah. think the ones that really you know need to kill it at this conference are Microsoft and Nintendo, really. But uh, we'll get to those discussions soon, and I'm just looking forward to more really awesome games from Sony and Bethesda. Yeah. Only thing I'll say is I'm interested to see what the dynamic of E3 as a whole is going to be this year since they're doing the full, like, you know open to everybody right coming this year i don't know how that's going to change the dynamic of the expo but uh we'll see that'll be that'll be interesting i mean that i was worried that they were going to have some kind of different feel with the press conferences and stuff like that because it was open to the public but so far they're doing the exact same thing and even bigger than last year it almost seems like i mean everybody seems to be doing some kind of like public event of some kind yeah to cater to the public people that are coming so this will be the first time that people will actually be able to play games that aren't media and press as right. much as it was in the past. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. So next week, tune in to our next component of this where we're going to talk about Microsoft and Electronic Arts. And what E3 we Part 2. Be exciting. And that concludes our new our discussion topic. So if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about, email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. That wraps up our show. So, guys, what are we playing next week? I am gonna make it. A, I'm. I'm gonna get back into Overwatch. I gotta play. I gotta. I'm Jonesing, and I really wanna. 
I, w- I want to do it. I want to get back in. I'm dying to play Roadhog Rides again. Schlink, kapow. Yeah, I'll probably do the same. I've been meaning to get back into a shooter. I, I don't really consider third-person shooter shooters in the you know colloquial sense of it, so I'll probably do that and then continue playing Rocket League and moving my way up the ranks. Actually, for those who are interested in any sort of eSport at all, this week there are some League of Legends playoffs going on. Very Ooh. soon there's going to be some CSGO playoffs going on. And the second season of Rocket League Championship Series will be wrapping up June 2nd through the 4th, the largest of its kind, $250,000 on the line in L.A. Wow. Tune in to uh, Twitch to watch it all. I'll be doing the same. I'm not obviously competing in it or anything, but I will be very invested in that. Otherwise, I will be just playing random games on my Twitch as I continue to travel, and I have a week of chillage coming up. I have a week of vacation coming up, so I'll be uh, taking full advantage of that, hopefully playing some uh, Persona finally and other PlayStation slash Nintendo Switch games. Brett, what are you playing? Um, well, I'm going to the nation's capital on Thursday, so for the first time I'll be able to utilize my Switch in a travel component. So I'm going to put it to the test in my travel endeavors. So I'll probably be playing the Switch a lot and Injustice and Battlegrounds and that's it. So I don't expect to have any new games for next week, just revisitations of old games. So yeah, it should be good. I talked about enough games this week, so I'll I'll save it for you guys next week. Awesome. I know, right? Sounds good. So sweet. All right, so Thank you guys for listening. Be sure and check us out next week for more gaming goodness. As we talked about, you can visit DienerGamer.net for our latest podcasts, blogs, videos, and social channels such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. <laughs> that was such a weird way to end that sentence. Or That's how I always end it. Well, you said it with a weird inflection. Okay. Or tell a friend. So we also have a Patreon. Shut setup. up. We also have a Patreon set up. Uh, our patrons for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order for us to bring you all the great content that you want to see in here. Plus, if you do support us, we have some awards. Uh, we have signed t-shirts, being a guest on our podcast, joining us for a de- uh, session of D&D. So please go over to theinnergamer.net and click donate to contribute. So that being said, guys, thank you all for listening very much. My name is Devin Dury. My name is Brayden Oski. And I'm Luis Gonzalez. And you've been listening to The The Inner Gamer. Gamer. E3 is coming out. E3 is coming out. I wish I could go. That's awesome. Poor beer. Poor beer. On it, on it, on it, on it. Poor beer. Poor beer.